This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. I think this is, uh, ends up being episode 565. Uh, we're kind of getting back into normal after our trade show, trade show season for... I guess winter, spring time. We have a few more coming uh, in the middle of the summer. I think we're going to do Deer Fest, which is moving to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I think the last weekend in July. And, of course, we're going to be doing Illinois Deer and Beer Fest in Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, we have our bow shoot coming up June 10th. Um, we have some big things planned for that, some giveaways, some fun, just a damn good time all around. If you've been before, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, uh, we welcome you out and be a part of the shoot family, which is um, kind of forming and a lot of familiar faces. It's a, it's a damn good time. We're very thankful for that. But uh, shout out to you if you came out and visited us at uh, our booth at one of the shows. We're going to be drawing our show giveaway here in the next couple weeks. Um, so it was a grind, but we love doing it. We love hanging out. We end up having a lot of fun at those, and uh, we end up paying for it, if you know what I mean. Uh, coming back, so I'm middle of playing catch up, getting episodes scheduled, getting geared up for turkey season coming up here in another. I got a few weeks for my first season starts, and all sorts of good stuff. But uh, you know, that being said, we're just glad you're here. Thanks for supporting us through the busy time. Um, we're going to get more consistent on our veteran shoutouts. Um, I'm doing the intros, obviously alone this week. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been giving ratings or views on the show. Um, wherever you guys listen, Spotify, Apple, anywhere else, that always helps us. Uh, we're still going to run that giveaway for, I think, another w- week or so. Um, write a write a review wherever you listen, and then uh, at the end of your review, say something about Doug's mustache. We'll get you entered in a giveaway. Um, really, I'm just going to get to business now and kind of get on with this episode, man. I'm going to try and spare you guys on the ads, you know, between the automated ads, the pre-rolls, and the mid-rolls uh, every episode. Um, which is something we have to do, you know, especially making a living and putting out free content. I know a lot of you guys understand and don't hate the ads, but uh, we're thankful for our title partner, Elite Archery. Uh, my Omnia setup, I'm going to be starting to sling arrows here, especially now with the nicer weather. 
Um, I need to almost set something up in our new building where I can sling 20-yard arrows inside and just shoot every day um, in the studio. would be awesome. But now that the weather's getting nicer, the heat starts to get turned up, and we're going to be uh, slinging arrows out of the Elite Omnia. Um, I'm going to hunt with my Omnia through spring and then switch to the Era. So kind of delegate the year uh, back and forth between the two bows. So check out Elite Archery. Check out the Omnia. Check out the new Carbon Era. Badass stuff. Um, also, Big Time. Um, getting Big Time stuff set up. You can use code WCB2023. Huntworth Gear. Great clothing at a great price. Check them out. Code WCB15. Um, Scent Crusher. Old Barn Taxidermy. I'll have some updates on Old Barn here soon. My Mountain Lion is getting mounted. Uh, the Geyerbuck shoulder mount replica is almost done. Uh, man, all sorts of stuff. I have my Coos. I have my Big 8 there. A lot of good stuff coming out of Old Barn. Um, we're getting some replica stuff done of some of Austin's bucks that'll be hanging in the studio as well. Um, so, yeah, a lot of updates coming from that. Loopold Optics, I got a little teaser on some new eyewear coming out. And, man, they kill it. You know, if if you – I have to go everywhere with sunglasses. One, I can't do anything without sunglasses when it's summer out especially. But check out Loopold for their new eyewear. I think it's a, it's a newer line of products for them, and it's overlooked. So check them out. Um, trophy line code WCB twenty three ten. Uh, you see, they just signed Derek Wolf, which is pretty cool. I got to talk to him on the phone the other day. He just did Rogan, big NFL player, badass guy. Um, so that's cool to have him a part of our team there at Trophy Line. Um, Camel Fire, man, delete your browser history. History, we love Camel Fire. They had uh, some of the loophole performance I wear there on Camel Fire the other day. Novix Tree Stands, the new Raider series. You can co- use code WCB10 um, on everything at Novix. Uh, Thermoseat, Dialed Archery, Victory Archery, Grizzly. we got an episode coming real quick with Grizzly, um, talking about their new products and blinds and all sorts of stuff. Uh, code WCB there at Grizzly. Um, Slick Trick Broadheads, Pull Back and Let Go, Combination Creative, and Black Ovis. At Black Ovis, you can use code WCB10, and that code works for everything partnered with us or not partnered with us. So, like, Crispy Boots is not an official partner of WCB, but if you want Crispy Boots, go to Black Ovis, use that code WCB10. So that's just an example of how uh, Black Ovis can benefit you there with a lot of brands that we don't work with directly. You can still use that code. It still works for all that stuff. So, um yeah, check them out. Um, I, I want to thank all of our partners for being so, so awesome to us and so great to work with. We're very fortunate um, to have that a part of the WCB crew, especially being the way that we are. You know, we're, we're a little different than most brands in the outdoor industry as we kind of we cuss, we do what we want. We we're just we're just who we are, man. So for companies to support that is a big, big deal. Because I think it's a little non-traditional from what the hunting industry is used to. So shout out to you for supporting the brands that support the way I think the majority of people in life are. Um, and not being this newscaster-ish scripted, hi, welcome back this week bullshit that we're so used to on the on the hunting industry major networks. That's still fine to have that, but it's cool to have both and see it um, be supported and to feel the support. So Thank you to our partners, and most importantly, thank you to you for making this show possible. And uh, I tried to go light on all this this week. Hope you enjoyed the episode. This was a fun one. Got emotional from times. The guys from The Breaking Point are great dudes, and they put out a great show. So please show them some love. Let them know you listened to the episode and that you check their videos out. We'll appreciate that. 
and hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for being here. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode 565 Woof. of the WCB podcast. Kurt Geyer speaking. Eric Common. Doug Schmidt. We have two very handsome in-studio guests. We'll just start from le- my left to right. Take it away. Mike Mansell. Brennan Nadine. Oh, shit. Oh, way to go, hour. Kurt. Try again. Brennan Nadine. There we go. I unmuted. I had your mic muted, unmuted the other one, and then muted your mic. You donkey. Welcome to the working class, <laughs> Bo Hunter, where we strive on the highest quality of, of content. Of shit showness. That's what we do. Thanks for being here, boys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. The Breaking Point TV. Yes. You are the crew. You guys put out some impressive work, man. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, guys. it. We got it playing in the studio. We've been doing that with our in-studio guests, playing their videos in studio. And it, I think it's more fun for us because we get to watch it while we talk. You, but guys, I think you, you guys probably hate it. The listener suffers, I think, a little bit <laughs> because it, we get quiet because we're like into the videos. And then we're like, oh, shit, yeah, we got to talk because the listener's <laughs> not watching the videos. So uh, what's up, boys? What's new? It's been a while. Not much. Um, we just finished up uh, filming our tenth season this last fall, and right now we're kind of on the congratulations. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. Thanks. But uh, right now we're kind of right in the middle of coming to the end of trade show season, just yeah. like you guys are. We've been yeah. at quite a few of the same ones you guys have been, and looking forward to that. Looking forward to busting out the golf clubs. Yeah. After turkey season, but uh, yeah, yeah, ten seasons. You get tired of it yet? No. Not at all. Well, when's the last time you guys were on the podcast? Like 2018, 2017? Oh, ATA, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was at ATA. I don't yeah. remember what year that was. Oh, shit. Eight, it had to be 1819. Yeah. I think so. Somewhere in there. Because then it, we had COVID. Yeah. It was, I'm trying to think. It, would, it was 18 or It was 19. like the second or third year we met you guys. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy how time flies, isn't it? Yeah. It's freaking nuts. I think it was the first year you guys had like the podcast set up at ATA. I yeah. think. Which would have been twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Yeah. It's probably eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Yep. First legit podcast set up, like in the room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, probably twenty eighteen. Yeah. Early twenty eighteen. Crazy, man. It's cool to see yeah. how far you guys have come since then. Cause I remember I remember the first time meeting you guys at ATA when uh, Dylan, I think, introduced us to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was talking about you guys and doing a hunting podcast. And I'm like, well, yeah. Well, who the hell does a hunting podcast <laughs> right. time? Right. And to see what you guys have done with it is and just, that's a, it's nice, unreal. That's where I met Dylan. Was my first ATA was at a bar because he was the only one drinking Bush Light. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go hang out with this guy. <laughs> is that that's really when, how that happened? Yeah, because that's when 
Remember that year I went by, I went with Brody that I worked with? Yeah. And then I, we went out to a bar and Dylan was sitting there at the bar drinking Bush Light. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go talk to this guy. So that would have been 2017. It was, it was so funny because the next day he came to us at the show and he's like, yeah, I met these guys last night. And they do like a hunting podcast. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? Hunting <laughs> You're drunk. You don't know. <laughs> that, <was Yeah>. <laughs> that is fun. So it's funny because we'll meet diff- like you might meet someone then you bring them like to the WCB right, family. Right. And I always like could never remember how we met you guys. And that's explains it because right. I, I must have not have been with you when you met him. No, because that's no, because remember you came down. I drove overnight to come overnight. To you. So the first night I was there is when I met them. Yeah, so isn't that crazy? It's There's a weird. ton of people in the industry who are friends with them. Like I don't remember like how. I just felt like I've always known them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but likewise with you guys, you guys kill it, man. Like mm-hmm. you guys put out a good, good product, and you guys both do this full time. Yep. And it shows why when you watch you guys' videos, why you guys are able to both do it full time. Yeah. So how long have you guys both been doing it? As as your job, for this October will be five years for me. That's that's impressive. Then, I walked away from my job a year after Mike, so four years for me. And what did you guys do before? I worked at a paper mill back in Wisconsin. Okay, I actually used to work uh, for a wildlife agency in Wisconsin, and then uh, that was a six month temp job. And then I also did construction the other six months. And uh, once I I landed permission to hunt a farm in Iowa, and I just started applying for jobs. I landed a job out of Des Moines for uh, Springer uh, Home Solutions, and I packed my shit and moved to Iowa just to hunt deer. Just for hunting. Just for hunting. That's Absolutely. awesome. See, that's cool, man. And do you, how often do you guys hear the term must be nice? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. And I, I, I just talked to Brandon Jennings um, as, in podcast time. It'd be a couple weeks ago, but... He talked about what he did. He worked in a factory for Ford for like 20 years and then finally got to the point where he does what he wants to do, but he always hears must be nice. And I like to touch on that. I think it's important to touch on that thing a little bit here, especially with our name, working class bowhunter. There's a lot of people say we're not working class, especially now that I'm full-time and now that you're working towards full-time and nobody knows what Doug does. But (laughs) one, it's annoying, but I think people need to – hear it a little bit well a lot of people think like you guys just go out and hunt for a living that's all you yeah, do that's all you, you know? do right you yeah. guys don't do any work but nothing just hunt, on the right? side <laughs> nothing nothing in there and when you're you not guys, hunting yeah you guys are the one exception in the industry right like you just go hunting that's yeah, it yep yeah. just something like that yeah. <laughs> no i mean besides our show we run a production company so we do work for companies obviously in the hunting industry but outside of the hun- hunting industry mm-hmm. i mean really anything that a, you can take a video camera to go record and document yeah we do work for so, yeah i'm i would say the the hunting side is you know 75 percent of what we do but there's also a good majority of other work that we do that pays for the rest of our bills because so. you know back in the day these guys they shot my wedding for me they yeah really right which is really cool yeah so when you say hunting companies are you producing other hunting shows or are you just doing like marketing videos and yeah. stuff for like just companies? yeah we we do you know marketing video work for them or you know new product release videos anything along social media management things like that so Um, if if someone had a hunting show they're just like i don't know anything about editing but i have all this great footage is that something you'd be willing to do if they're like hey produce our show for us pretty much yeah i mean if if the opportunity 
the money is there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If it's worth the time. Yeah. Right. That's a big thing because you have to worry about the quality of product you're putting out. Exactly. And I can't speak for editing. Mike here does. He edits all the main shows, you know, as far as the breaking point goes. Aaron, who couldn't make it today because he's down in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Bassmaster Classic, he edits all of our, like, semi-live, like, our weekly shows. Yeah. Um, I don't know a damn thing about editing, so. You're just the pretty face. I can't, no. You're (laughs) you're just a nice beard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's our Ross Baker, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, but. So you got, yeah, there's structure to it, because I got to, like, looking at your guys' videos, I'm like, man, I wouldn't know where to start, like, even chopping into some of this stuff. Yeah. It gets more and more daunting every year, because. We get all the footage from everyone on the crew, and it seems like every year the the amount of footage just is doubling every year. <laughs> all right. And people are just, just recording more? Or is it- yeah. Well, and we got more. I mean, we got more producers. We're going on more hunts. Um, and with doing, like, our semi-live content now where we're putting out one show every week, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you're hitting the record button more and more and more. Yeah. And there's just a lot more stories to be told. And Right. When you put it all together at the end of the year, you look at it and you're just like, how in the hell am I going to – I have eight months to put all this together for the next season, and then you got to do it all over again. So this never ends. It never ends. It used it used to be, you know, your traditional outdoor television was 13 episodes, mm-hmm. and you had some downtime in between that. And now between putting 52 semi-live shows out – we're doing this year is going to be 20 original episodes and we got some i mean bonus content we haven't really talked about what it's going to be yet but mm-hmm. since it's going to be our 10th season we're doing some special content cool um for for the launch kind of getting people pumped up for for season 10 mm-hmm. and then this last year we actually started doing in the field live hunts um damn which we did 6 episodes of that and we're going to hopefully that's something we're looking to expand on in the future so you guys are busy i have a whole lot of questions so i want to get into <laughs> i want to get into the structure of the breaking point here but so first it sounds like you're like man we're busy you know it'd be cool if we were too busy yeah if we were more busy yeah. <laughs> if we were more busy yeah but yeah. how many guys make up your guys enti- entire team uh, i think it's right around 14 15 guys right now okay um yeah. yeah, yeah, we got like it's I said, Mike curve. and myself, and then Aaron, our full time. Everyone else is more or less, uh, you know, hunting on the weekends and using their vacation during the rut and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very working it's class. Fifteen yeah. guys—that's a lot of footage coming in at one time, oh, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. during hunting season. You know, so yeah. so saying that, um, I'm, I'm I'm now I'm talking like people listening have never watched a show because I feel like that'll help get mm-hmm. people to click on it. You know, yep. what can someone expect? Like now knowing your guys' workload. And the size of your crew, how can what can someone expect? Like the structure of an episode, if the team is there's fourteen people, um, are you seeing all fourteen people in one episode, or how does the what's the normal structure? Um, I mean, if you're looking at just our um, like our breaking point season breakdown, typically the structure would be that particular episode is based on one person's season or hunting trip they went on, mm-hmm. something like that. I like that. Yeah, so like, like the fifty-five days I thought was cool. Yeah, like that. I like that structure a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's engaging. Yeah, it that one was a, probably one of my most challenging but funnest episodes I've ever worked on. I mean, I spent close to three or four weeks just editing that one show, um, because it was like Brendan and Aaron's grind from the first day of North Dakota all the way till he killed on November thirteenth. Mm-hmm. 
And I could have just easily showed his Iowa season where he, you know, where he put in the work and filled his tag. But yeah, there was so much stress on their end leading up to that. And I mean, it's kind of seems silly to say, you know, when we do this for a living, you know, there is obviously some stress when you're producing a show to it. Yeah, and when you sure. go to the, you know, 50 some days in the field and you still haven't even had an opportunity at a deer, it really can take a mental toll on you. Plus, you know, there was a lot of, Brennan had a lot of stuff going on that year with his dad, with his father. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, I mean, I can't, I mean, he can tell the whole story obviously for that, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to give the story justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I like it though. It, w- it wouldn't have been, I think it's engaging if it would have just been the kill, the blip, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Not yeah. the blip. That's a bad way to probably yeah. describe it, but I like that you showed more than what you could have shown. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think that's still engaging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think think it makes people appreciate the people that stick around and watch the entire episode to the end makes them appreciate the grind, you know? Yeah. And you guys are exceptionally good on camera. You know, there's a lot of hunting shows, just like there's a lot of hunting podcasts. It's like, man, if you're, your whole deal is being good on camera or being good on a mic and you're not either one of those, that's a problem. I know. We just, I mean, we just try to be real. We're not trying to do anything sugarcoat anything yeah well you're comfortable right like you're comfortable in front of the camera yeah you know i think a lot of people no matter how much they just can't get over it mm-hmm. and, and i would some be people that are like super cool and in person but you put a camera in front of their face and they just dude i'm weird freeze. our own cameras i don't care but if someone else puts a camera yeah. in my face i'm like a little weird what's this thing over here you know yeah. but like and i don't know well between me and him i mean we've been filming hunts before we've even met each other i mean i was filming hunts when i was 12 years old mm-hmm same with Brennan. I started so. around 14. My I begged my parents for a camcorder, and they, they <laughs> finally buy, bought me this cheap camcorder that recorded on, like, mini discs at the time. Oh, mm-hmm. the discs. Yeah, the discs. and uh, Came for money. Yep. Just fell, in, <laughs> fell in love with it. Yeah. And been carrying a camera around ever since. That's still, awesome. I still got my original. Well, we both bought the same camera when we met in college, and it's just a giant Sony camera like i, I think it's we spent like son of a bitch like the high eight tapes or was it like the f- it was the yeah. mini dv tapes uh it's like the hd 1000u yeah we thought we were so cool because this some bitch was like because it looked it like, like throwing it, a boom it looked like a predict- yeah. like legit production camera yeah but it was it was shit it was shit <laughs> <laughs> but it but it looked cool so i mean i still have it on like um up on display like i haven't that's got cool. that's the one camera i haven't got rid of i probably never will never will just because i can look at it like by my desk and yeah it's kind of like a re- looking back and remembering where you came from type Th- of thing that's cool yeah you don't ever get rid of that thing you yeah. need to break it out and film a season with it <laughs> <laughs> it's funny lo- it's funny looking back at like harvest photos from back then because we took so much pride in that big ass camera like every time we'd take a harvest photo it'd be the guy that killed whatever we we're hunting and then we would be yeah. there with the big camera. Yes. Whole, yeah. That's awesome, though. Be fucking throw well, your back like, out, just put it on your shoulder. I think, it's, I think that's cool because it it dates you a little bit. Yeah. Like, it shows, like, you guys aren't you guys aren't just an Instagram page that was like, oh, yeah, we're looking yeah. for sponsors. You know what I mean? Like, you guys, are tr- you truly yeah. live it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We, we were the guys uh, back in college that took those to, like, the Deer and Turkey Expo and walked through it. Yeah, <laughs> just because yeah. we wanted to to look at us. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're we're going places. Hopefully, you See, know, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> Trying to meet people and yeah. I mean, it didn't work then. 
No, I love it. I, I think it's cool, but it's like I think you guys. I'm assuming grew up at. Well, for me, it was the Illinois Deer Classic, right? Like that was my tradition. Yeah, every February or whatever it was. But I'm sure you guys did the same thing. Like for you, it would have been the Wisconsin Classic yeah, back when it was still in Madison, the Deer and Turkey Expo. Yeah, yeah. kind of funny story with that. But um, you guys are good buddies with Chancey Walters. Mm-hmm. You hung out with them all week in that Ohio. Well, that's how we we actually met him. Like the first year we were walking around with the show at the show with those cameras, and he was selling his turkey feather art, and yeah. he was selling actually at the time strutter decoys that he would feather up. Yeah, and that's where we originally met him. That was I think like two thousand eight. Probably wow, like that. That that's. I mean, I was in <laughs> high school. I graduated in '09. I graduated in '08. But you know, it's like we got that's some time away now at this point. Yeah, I mean, we're getting old, boys. Yeah, yeah, we are. Isn't it funny? Like. I feel like the last, and I'm sure you guys feel this way, like you see like the, it's not really the next generation. We're not that much older, but like 10 to 15 year gap above like the newer kids that are now getting into it. And it's like, fuck dude, we're getting old. Like we've Let's only just been, say it. Let's just say it. We're getting well, yeah, old. we've been doing the podcast for eight years, but you guys, 10 years, 10 seasons or whatever, roughly, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure a little, I mean, been filming longer, but it's like, fuck, it's like, we're kind of old now. Yep, yep, we are. And you see some of the kids coming up, and they got a lot of talent. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of very talented individuals that can podcast or edit, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. I mean, so you guys look for interns then in that? I'm sure. Actually, yeah. This year, um, this year we opened up our first ever internship application process. So mm-hmm. currently, we're actually in the process of uh, closing on a house that we're going to be, you know, housing our interns, and that'll be where basically our our home base for our production moving forward. Awesome. Um, and yeah, so we are right now we're actually kind of in the interview process. Our application process actually closed here a week ago. Um, but we're hoping to kind of nail down who we have selected here pretty You're soon. You picking one guy, two guys? I think we're going to pick two this year. Mm-hmm. We're going to start awesome. with two. Um, see how it goes. Yeah. See how it goes and, and go from there. I mean, we have enough space, I feel like, at the house that we could expand it if we wanted to. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to put too much on mine and Aaron's plate uh, this year with, with coaching guys up. Um, and it's going to be a kind of a learning curve, you know, Yeah, the first time. we're gonna... Talking kids, like, straight out of high school or college, pretty much, that are going to be interning? Yeah, mostly college. Um, that That's kind of the age range we're looking for. Yeah. You know? um, one of the reasons I kind of wanted to – Actually, you know, good buddy of mine, Josh Barks, is one of the guys that actually... Yeah. Um, Josh is a man. He he kind of put the idea in my head and and encouraged me to do it. And one of the big reasons I, I went along with it and, you know, we decided we wanted to move forward with it is I felt like I was at a stage in my career where I wanted to try and give something back to people and give opportunities that we necessarily didn't have Mm-hmm. when we were trying to get in the hunting industry. Yeah. I mean, back when we started our filming adventures and stuff like that, really other than Midwest Whitetail, there wasn't really anyone doing internship opportunities right. for, for videography, photography, things like that. So mm-hmm. um, we're just trying to hopefully build off of that and, and try and open doors up for for motivated kids that want to do the same thing. Did you get a lot of applications for it? We got a decent amount this year, actually more than I was expecting. Really? Um I didn't really know what we were going to get this year, but uh, we got some some promising guys. Man, if I would have known about that when I was 
like coming into school, you know, or just outside oh, yeah, high school. For sure. Because I didn't know about anything like that, yeah. but I would have jumped at it. I just wonder, it's like, if it's the same. You know what I mean? If there's like kids out there with the same passion or. I thought you were going to say if you knew you were going to, you would have applied. Like, like, <laughs> this year, this year. <laughs> like, fuck, I need out of this. <laughs> Damn. It's like, I would have applied for that shit. Go live in your house. Yeah. Or just quit the podcast. <laughs> My gay guys. No, I just ghost you guys. <laughs> you, oh, then you see me over here with these boys. Like, yo. You, hey, you, the there'd fuck? be enough room for the wife and kids. Dude, I'm in. Let's do this. Free living. You out? Dude, you going to feed me? Moving to Iowa. My kids. Yep. We, actually, we got a garden there. Dude, I have maters growing in the back. Shit, fuck. We'll be hungry in the winter. <laughs> we'll pull it off. I apply. Just some pizzas. Josh is the shit going back to that, though. He's been yeah. trying to talk us into doing, like, an internship like that just to do some, like... He's he's a good dude. Like, I, I love that guy. Cool story, actually, how I met him. Um, this last spring, I was going out to scout a piece of public, mm -hmm. and it was for turkey season, like, almost a year to the date. I was going out there to... Actually, take the back. I wasn't going out there to scout it. I was going to sight my shotgun in that night. It was the day before season. Hadn't shot my shotgun yet, so I better <laughs> better get this. Better thing. get on that, yeah. yeah. So I was getting ready to go shoot, and all of a sudden, this vehicle pulls in. I'm like, what the hell is this? And guy walks out, and he's got a Drury Outdoors hat on. Mm -hmm. And I started talking to him. He's like, hi, my name's Josh Sparks. I was just going to go check out this piece of public for turkeys. I'm like, you're Josh from Drury Outdoors? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I talked to him for maybe 15, 20 minutes there, and yeah. he sat around while I sh sighted in my gun, and he's like, well, I'm going to be just heading back here if you want to come along with. So I walked for like two hours back in the woods with him and bullshit, and that's how I got to know him. No kidding. That's yeah, awesome. just he's, random he's, public piece in Iowa. He's such know? a good dude. I yeah. love that guy. Yeah. He, he's so helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, geez, he's kind of like, he's my, like, hey, Josh, I don't know how to do anything with cameras. Can you help me? He's that phone call for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's one of the best in the biz. Yeah. Great guy. Very good guy. Just a good friend. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, if they think jury guys don't go to, on public, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They get all that shade. I'm sure fucking everybody does. But um, all right. Back uh, back to your episodes. Yeah. What's your favorite episode? Like if someone has never watched your show, where are you sending them? Pick I'll your, leave, pick I'll your leave top three. Oh, man. Top there's, three is a better way to structure. There's so many of them. I like, if you were know. like 10 seasons, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you got to. Okay, what about in the last three years then? I mean, one that ranks pretty high for me is a turkey episode Mike did uh, two years ago. Um, last Was it last spring? That was last spring. Released it last spring. The hunt happened two springs ago. It was my dad's final. It's called The Last Hunt. And it was right after he got back from Mexico. He went down there for cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. And it was the last turkey he ever killed before he passed. Oh, man. It was the last hunt you, yeah. you two ever yeah. been on. And that was... Don't put it on the TV, because I'll start crying. Like no, I won't, I won't. I won't. It was... Uh, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll cry with you. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was along with um, our good buddy, Mark, who we... Becker, who we grew up turkey hunting with, he was with. It was, it was pretty special, not only because it was your dad's last hunt but like mark was a good friend of ours growing up in college and he was one of the guys we kind of started filming with mm -hmm. right um so to have him along with um right. he was good friends with brennan's dad too so it was just brennan brennan's dad came back from mexico and he said he only had like maybe a day to hunt and we're like we had this plan for weeks ahead that, yeah. you know, he was going to come back and we we're going to do this hunt. Mm -hmm. So when he said he, I think originally it was, we were going to, we were going to hunt for a few days. 
And he's like, well, I only really want to hunt for a day. So it kind of put a lot of pressure on us. Yeah, yeah. We had some blinds out just before that in the morning, and we got set up, we got set up, and it was more, probably one of the most textbook hunts I've ever been on. Like, definitely, there was something going on upstairs that day because the the birds were just going nuts. Like this bird come in, just beat the crap out of decoys. Like it was just the most picture perfect turkey hunt you could ever. Mm-hmm. imagine and his yeah. dad just torched it at like 10 yards no kidding <laughs> and awesome. most turkey hunts you know like guy shoots a bird and you want to get out and like celebrate and that it's the only turkey hunt i've ever been on where we just all sat in the blind and just just soaked it in because mm-hmm. you <clears throat> it's one of the moments it was just a special moment and we sat, I bet you we sat in that blind for half hour to 45 minutes before we went out and looked at the bird. Really? We sat and drank coffee and laughed and there were, joked around and there was more birds out in the field and we just sat there. None of us had intense intentions of shooting another bird. It was just, we wanted to just enjoy. Living in the moment. Yeah. Like we didn't want that moment to end. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It was, I've never been on a hunt like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've been on a lot of special hunts. Yeah, and I'm sure you can attest to it. Like, yeah, it was it was different. It was one of the craziest feelings I've ever had in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's man, that's that's cool though. It's cool. Like you said, like the like the feeling of everything was just working out right. Was there? Yeah, yeah. I'm tearing well, up. Is you talking about? The, it? Well, yeah. I mean, I get that. I get <laughs> I get teared up just in general, you know, because yeah. we went through. I'm not exactly similar similar situations losing our dads within a year of each other probably yeah, it was right close yeah you know like fairly close um, so yeah dude I mean that 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 fucks with a guy oh yeah you know like I try I feel like I'm good like I can talk about it yeah but then I really get into it or like if you and I start talking about it I'm yeah. over like yeah. it's it's waterworks man like yeah it's just you know it's good to talk about it yeah you know. Because like what we talked about too is like especially hunting families are closer. I think, you know, maybe you know any activity you do with your father, or like common interest, or parents, or brothers, or cousins, or friends, or whatever, you're always a little closer. I think, but like we talked a little before the podcast when we we're sitting in our uh, green room, the bar, aka the bar, like we're all at that age now where everyone we grew up with hunting and whatever is. Everyone's getting old and shit happens like this. So it's like, I think it's kind of good to talk through, honestly, talk about shit we're going through because it might help somebody who's listening that just went through some, a similar situation or knows they're about to go through a similar situation. So I definitely don't think we should steer away from it. It just sucks to talk about it sometimes for our sake, because it's like waterworks and you don't want to be the guy that's getting emotional on the podcast again. Here it is, you know? So, um, but you know, Definitely, if we want to talk about it, of course, by all means, I'm about it because I think it does help people when it gets brought up. But, but I know what you're saying, like special moments like that, like there's something to it. It's like it was meant to be because, man, mm-hmm. I got stories, you know, up when my dad passed of my hunting season after that I felt like you never know when the last hunt's going to be in general. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, this, so actually, this upcoming spring would be me and my dad are, turkey hunting is our thing Mm -hmm. like i started turkey hunting with him 
I was probably seven years old back in like 1996-ish. Mm-hmm. I started turkey hunting in Wisconsin. And we we have hunted like every opening day of turkey season together probably for the last 20, it's like 26, 27 years. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Damn. Um, and so this year he's been having some hip issues and like you can see he's 72 now. So he's, I mean, he's getting up there in age. He doesn't get around as, what he, as good as he used to. He used to. Yeah put me and him to shame walking in the woods right but uh you know i i look at that and i'm just like trying to you know just soak up those moments much so much more and like yeah. this year i actually last week i had the conversation with him and he's like you know i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it out opening day i'm like no we're getting you out yeah, you're going, <laughs> you're going. Yeah. yeah we're getting you out somehow like if, if we have to take a utv out to get you to the blind like if we gotta rent a helicopter right <laughs> yeah, 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 you're yeah you're going yeah because i just Hop in the i mean hurt. i, I want to soak those up as much as you can because you don't know when the last one's going to be so yeah you never do and it's i don't know man it's the beautiful thing about it while you're in it but it's like sometimes you don't realize significance of situations until mm-hmm. it's gone mm-hmm. and it's fucked but life's not fair but it's I don't know, man. I think in those situations, like if you're dealt with a death, like I talked about this, we did a podcast for DeerCast with with Tim Chelsvik. Um, his dad passed away fairly young as well, and it could have pulled me into a dark hole, or easily, like I was one click off from going in a dark hole and letting it ruin me. But I think I was just fortunate enough or level headed enough for the situation to click it in to motivate me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you feel that way at the death, yeah, death of absolutely. your father. Yeah, I do. I do. I feel like, uh, you know, having the memories that I shared with my dad over the years has made me stronger, like looking back on that. I'm right there with you, dude. That's exactly what got me through it. Yeah. If I wouldn't have had him, I think yeah. dark hole yeah. is where I'm at. We don't got to get into this. I know, like we're like pulling this down a little bit, but <laughs> hey, if you guys want to get into it, yeah, get into it. I think it's important th- to talk about. You yeah, know, do you feel absolutely? Because I mean, I I feel like a lot of I feel like it's something that's not really talked about much in the I don't think it is hunting industry. I mean, y'all, everyone tries to try try and act tough being hunters, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, there's those special deer camps and moments with friends and family. I mean, for sure, you got to look at it and it, appreciate it because you. Someday it's going to be gone. Yep. Especially with your, I mean, with your guys' situation with your old man's, I mean, that's the reason why we're sitting in this room exactly. right now. You know exactly. I mean? like, it is, they, yeah. That's the reason why we're here is because they got us into hunting. And yep. For sure. We wouldn't have those moments if they weren't part of our lives to get us into that situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, what you just said, man, that's the only thing that kept me from going dark. Yeah. I think. But, you know, too, I have young kids. It's like you can't. It's not fair to them for me to go dark on them. So that there's more, but that's the main mentally, like step one mentally. That's what kept me out of it. I think you know. I just remember watching my dad lose his dad, and he like never skipped a beat. Like he stayed strong for the family. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he would almost be embarrassed if like I would have went a dark hole. Like he would have wanted me to keep. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. Exactly. I'm yeah. like, it would have yeah, been more sure. This is what my dad would have told me. It's like, I'm good, Kurt. Don't worry about me. Like, right. dude, my dad was about like the least selfish person you'd ever met. So I, I kind of get what you're saying. I, the last time I seen my dad was six days before he passed. And it was, um, 
It was must have been right around October 25th. And the last thing my dad said to me was, he knew he was dying. And he said, don't sit here with me. There's nothing you can do. He goes, get back in the woods and go kill kill a big buck. That's awesome. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Doug, you want to grab me a beer? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He'll grab me one, too. It pulls me deep, dude, because. Well, I'll drink to that. Yeah, Yeah, man. Cheers to your old man, for sure. So it's, yeah, dude. My situation is, like, fairly similar. Cheers, boys. Yeah, my dad said, uh, "Take care of your family. Don't worry about me." My dad didn't know my my dad didn't know he was dying. I mean, he did, I think, but I didn't. Yeah, you know. Right. And then that night, stroke. No, my dad was in the ICU. You know, yeah. so I'm like, "What the fuck?" It just was fucked up the whole thing. But yeah. you know, it's never good. But hey, you know, it's part of life. It's fucked a little bit, but but honestly, I feel like. My dad's always, I always feel like anytime I go hunting, my dad's with me. So, like, I find, like, comfort mm. in it. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Especially, like, that first season, dude. Like, you know, you killed that buck shortly after your dad passed. It's like, yeah. you think that he didn't have something to do with it? I had a lot of weird shit happen with birds. Whether people want to believe it was my dad or whatnot. I had a lot of weird shit happen last fall. Like, he was, he was there every single hunt. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, dude, it's cool. It's cool, like, when you think about it, because it's like, I, I never really, not not that I'm not a believer in God, but I always had my, I think, legitimate question of, like, I don't know, type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like there's, like, things that have happened, whether it's, like, spiritually mm-hmm. or, I don't know, but it's like, dude, without a doubt, you know what I mean? Like, my mule deer hunt that I killed a mule on, it was on my dad's birthday. And, like, the pack out shit, just, like, the series of events that happened, it was it was weird. And then come to find out Devin, my buddy that stayed with us on the mountain the night before, had, had never met my dad, had, like, this lucid-type dream that he was up on the canyon, and where I killed my buck, he saw my dad walking in the basin. And he didn't tell me that until, like, a few days later. And I'm like, and he never met my dad. That's wild. You know, I got chills there. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, that's crazy. What? That's nuts. And we went in, killed that buck. It hailed on us, then just stopped, and then was just like starry sky. Like, I'm talking five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's almost like my dad was fucking with us, like, yeah. as a joke. And then we looked at our, I looked at my phone, and we didn't have service out there. But so I killed the buck on September 2nd. But when all that happened, it was just after midnight on the 3rd, my dad's birthday. So it was like this weird thing you know mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah it's your boys up there fucking with us <laughs> yeah, you can make it easy for you now. yeah he's like oh you're gonna go back up this mountain house and hail slip house a little hail. happy Here birthday to go. me <laughs> you know it just makes you wonder man yeah i i mean you had an experience when you killed your buck in iowa this year like you were saying with bird with birds and then like when i shot my muzzleloader buck we were sitting in the tree and so my my mom passed away when I was nine years old and I've always had things with eagles whenever I've been in the woods or anything in life that is crazy going on in my life. There's always eagles somewhere. Really? And, um, so weird. We were sitting in the tree that night and it was like the last 20 minutes of daylight. And all of a sudden the eagle flew over and he goes to me, he's like, something's going to something, some crazy shit's going to happen because there's been a lot going on with birds this year, and it wasn't 10 minutes later I shot my buck. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, I every deer I killed this year, I think I shot four bucks maybe or something like that. And there was something with birds every single hunt. Like crazy shit. We got it all on film too. Give me an example. So the deer <laughs> I shot in Iowa this year, biggest deer I've ever killed in my life. Um, it was October 16th. It was like 25 mile an hour winds out of the northwest. I think you can all attest to when it's windy and nasty out, you just you don't see birds. No. You don't see anything moving, mm -hmm. typically. We had this bird about 10 minutes before I shot this deer. This bird come flying in, and uh, he landed, like, me to Eric away and sat on that limb for, like, 10 minutes. And I, like, looked up at JP. He was filming me. I'm like, you seeing this shit? And he, like, spun around. He started filming it. This bird just... It was the weirdest thing. Like you don't, you ain't seeing wildlife anywhere. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, this bird lands there and sits there. Like I could have like went like this, and the bird went to flown. And no it just, kidding. It sat there right up until I went. I shot the deer. Like just weird shit like that. And then uh, I shot my buck in uh, Illinois, and we had two cardinals do the same thing. They landed in the tree right next to us and sat there like minutes before I shot my deer. And then we were in Kansas, and we had a bald eagle hovering over as the buck I shot came across the field. Wow. Like, really? Crazy shit. The bird deer. Yeah, and then awesome. his his deer. And, yeah, it was just, I don't know. There's something about birds. That call, is cool. Call it what you want, but. <laughs> dude, I, I. It's not the tenth year. It's the bird deer, I think. I, I, I believe it, dude. Like, I don't doubt that for a second. It's just, you and you feel things, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard to explain. But I guess going back to that, that's like some of the stuff you can see. And your guys' show, like if you were to pick, you know, some of those emotional type shows, but I don't know, dude. That's it's heavy. Cool, it's cool to talk about it here, though, because I mean, you, it's stuff you don't you see it in the show, but you don't know. You don't know. You don't know the significance the behind it, right? So. See, that is cool, man. Ah, that's I don't know. That's a tearjerker, man. Yeah, I could have gone deep there and turned into a <laughs> yeah <laughs> waterworks. I was trying not to, man. That's just the thing is, like, I see somebody else. Because I went through it, you know, and I'm like, oh, your boy can't hold it back, <laughs> you know, but I still have my old man and I was starting to tear up there for a second. Yeah. Well, you, same, same. I mean, you think about it, right? You just, oh, yeah. You, it takes you, know. you back to all the memories you have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just crazy. Think, I mean, you got to be thankful for the times you had, man. For sure. Especially all the hunting memories. That's even bigger. Yep. And that's the stuff, you know, I want to do for my kids. It's like whether they're into hunting or not. Which they will be in hunting, whether they like it, whether they like it or <laughs> not. <laughs> well, that's like that's like my old man. He didn't hunt. He hasn't hunted since I was fuck sixteen. Your dad just hates spending time with you, huh? <laughs> I, guess. I guess he just, he just hates me. I'm kidding. But, no, but then he got back into it this year because he retired and he's like hit, got oh, yeah. bored. You know, I'm like, well, gun hunting. Yeah, gun hunting. I'm like, yeah. I got a blind. He's like, I hate the cold. I'm like, well, I get it. You spent forty years working outside. Yeah. So I'm like, I got a blind with a heater in it. Like, grab a gun. Let's go. See, but then when Hudson gets a little older, you know, you guys can have, like, the generational thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, definitely get your dad hunting before Hudson's of age to go. But Oh, yeah. He's back into it now. They're all full force. That's cool. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Your old man hasn't really hunted, has he? No, he's been busy. Farming. He killed like what, a 200 incher in 1972 yeah. and then he just hung it up. Yeah. I think it was 82 or 83. Killed 200 incher I like, think I'd do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, I'm good. Yeah. That's me just hoping your dad listens and hears that little bit. He's just like, good luck beating me. 
yeah. Have at it. Even if you beat Pussy. him, he still won't, he still won't give you a hug. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time your dad hugged you, dog? Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Or, next question. Yeah. We talk about something else. Yeah. Wait, what day were you born? Me? Yeah. 91. What day? June 11th. That's the last time your dad hugged you. <laughs> oh, damn. I was like, where are you going with that? He's like, I ain't touching it. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. We all have these relationships with our dads. Right. And Doug's like, damn. That must be nice. <laughs> it's not true, though. <laughs> I know it's not true. But, but it's funny to joke it's about. Funny. Yeah. Poor I Doug, it, man. That's why you have so much relationship issues, huh? You have daddy issues. <laughs> You guys no. should do an episode on Doug's daddy issues. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we need to have Doug's dad in. That's got to happen. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh-huh. When we pulled up here, there was actually a lady parked outside, and we thought it was Doug's mom. Maybe dropped him off. <laughs> you pick me up later. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So I get permission to come here. <laughs> okay, so going back, that was one of the episodes someone should watch. We're going back however long when we started the oh, conversation. Oh, yeah, we were talking about episodes. I mean, some of my other favorite <laughs> some of my other favorite hunts over the years have been in North Dakota. We've been going up there for a decade now, and we've had a lot of good hunts up there. It's hard to pick one out specifically, um, but we always have a good time up there because we kind of have that camp camaraderie feel. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have our own deer camp up there, which is kick-ass. Um, so we always have a good time up there drinking beer, eating frozen pizzas and hunting deer. Sounds yeah, like my type of party. That's, that's a cool story. I mean, I think you should kind of like not to dive off in another story, but well, hey, that's what we're yeah. doing. This, yeah. I our, mean, Hey, it's our show. I mean, you told us a story before we started the podcast, but I think you should re- yeah. retell it. That's pretty yeah, cool story. Yeah, so I it like we haven't heard it before. Yeah. yeah. Mike and I started going up there. must've been around 2012 ish. Yeah, it was 2000, December 2012. Yeah, we were up there in 2012, and uh, I had went up to North Dakota one other time with another guy, and we hunted in another area probably mm, 45 minutes to an hour away from where Mike and I kind of picked a spot on the map, and this was before Onyx. This was back when you were pretty much print, maps. printing up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you were, if you didn't know how to read a plat book, you weren't hunting right. public land. Mm-hmm or knocking on doors or any of that. Um, and him and I were kind of struggling to get on deer. We had landed permission on a couple pieces, and we were hunting some public land. And we uh, went in a, a gas station in one of these small towns up there. For anyone that's been in North Dakota, that's all it is, is small towns scattered throughout the state. Mm-hmm. Went into the gas station and we actually walked in there. We were wearing, I think, snow camo. We were late-season deer hunting. And uh, we walked in there, and there were, like, six or seven, like, old boys, like, farmers sitting down drinking coffee. And we went in, got our coffee, and we actually walked out of there. And we got back out in the vehicle, and we're like, what are we doing? Like, one of those guys knows something. (laughs) For sure. Let's go back down. Let's go back in there and just sit down and mind our own business and see what happens. And I think everyone can picture that, just the small-town gas station. Oh, yeah. yeah, They all all turn around and, like, look at you. Yeah. Yeah, Every, everyone knows you're not from there. Yeah, for everyone, sure. Everyone looks at you like you're an out of town, or just yeah. like, who the fuck yeah. are these guys? Yeah. yeah. So we go back in there and we sit down and we're just sitting there minding our own business, drinking our coffee. All of a sudden, guy goes, "You guys hunting coyotes?" And we're like, "No, we're we're hunting deer." And it's it's ass cold. It's you know twenty thirty below zero. And he's like, "Hunting deer? Well, I got deer on my place. If you want to come hunt them." We're like, well, where's your place? Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> so anyway, him. he gets out a napkin, and this is, I mean, at that time, probably had flip phones. 
Yeah, it was. But, it was. I pre, mean, if pre we Onyx, even had Google Maps, oh yeah, you're <laughs> just getting a smartphone area. Yeah, there. I mean, I probably had like a Crazer or something. A Nextel. Yeah, with something with Snake on it, you know. <laughs> and anyway, um, he gets out a napkin and he's like, "Go six miles this way, six miles this way, mile and a half back, half mile north, green mailbox." And I'm like still trying to digest what he just wrote on this napkin, and he gets up and he leaves. I looked at Mike. I said, "We ain't finding that guy." No. <laughs> So whatever, we finished our coffee, whatever, and we got in the vehicle, and sure as shit, we went six miles, six miles, mile and a half, half mile, green mailbox, and we're like, oh, my God. We found it. Knocked on the door. He's like, you found me. like, (laughs) yeah, we did. And so he started showing us on the plat map, I own this section here and this section here. And uh, we started hunting there, and we hunted there for, well, up until 2017. And at that point, we had – at the we were broke. We were literally spending everything we had just to get to states like North Dakota and hunt. And we were sleeping in our cars. We were pitching tents when it was warm early in the season. You were talking about the working class <laughs> stuff before. <laughs> yeah. Before we were full time. Yeah. Brennan slept on the floor of a hotel once. Yeah. I. Yeah. There's this one hotel in a nearby town. This is a whole other story. But it was one of those <laughs> nights. You know, we'd been you know crammed in a car. And anyone that watches our show know that. For the longest time, I just got a truck finally, but I still have a, a good gas-getting car mm-hmm. that I drive around a lot. And I spent a lot of nights in North Dakota sleeping in my car, jammed in there, sore as fuck. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's kind of how we started hunting North Dakota. And I started talking to these landowners, you know, after we had become friends with them now for a few years. I'm like, we're, you know, trying to maybe build like a hunting camp somewhere where we can save money on hotels or whatever and have a warm place to stay. Yeah. And they let us build a shack on wheels right in their farmstead and we're tapped into their power and they treat us like we're their kids. Like it no is, shit. it is absolutely amazing. Describe your hunting shack. So our hunting shack, Dylan and uh, Ryan, um, they used to have a lease in Wisconsin and uh, the lease ended up getting sold. Well, they had a camper that was parked at the lease, and uh, they called it the Dinky. That was the name of their deer camp. <laughs> and uh, when the lease got sold, they had to get that camper out of there. And the camper was a piece of shit by this time. And uh, the frame was good on it. They knocked the camper right off of the frame, and uh, we pre-built what we called Dinkota, which is our deer shack in North Dakota, <laughs> which kept the Dinky name in there. And then the North Dakota, so mm-hmm. Dinkota. And uh, we pretty much built a shack on wheels. It's a 20 by 10 shack on wheels, and we can comfortably sleep six people if you count the pull-out couch in there. Badass. That's so awesome, yeah. man. And it's right smack dab in, in the heart of where we hunt in North Dakota. So you just have it parked there on the old rancher's farm. Yep, yep. Like any farm in North Dakota, they got, you know, their driveway in, and they got a bunch of grain bins set up, you know, around yep. the outbuildings, and we're right there. Just think if you guys you guys walked out with your coffee, yeah. if you didn't go back in, you might not have that. Yeah, easy. we yeah. wouldn't have, no doubt. That's so awesome. And how I mean, long has that been, the Dinkota camp been? We built that in the summer of 2017. Damn. Wow. Yep. Still going strong. Yep, still yeah. going strong. How many frozen pizzas? We, we keep a tally on the wall because we were joking about this earlier, but all we have there is a grill and a pizza oven. So we tally the the pizzas that we eat, and we we eat a lot of Jack's pizzas. I think just at that camp alone, 
We've eaten 200 and I want to say ballpark 280 frozen pizzas <laughs> since 2017. Sounds like and we're only there like two Shout weeks out later. Jack's Pizza. <laughs> you guys need a sponsorship from them fuckers. We've, yeah. We've been trying. Dude, you need to. <laughs> we've been trying. <laughs> well, what's your, what's your, send us 290 something. We'll be good for the next yeah. five years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. It's cool because we got, I mean, we got some awesome traditions out there now, too. Like whenever someone kills a buck at camp, we hang it up on the gambrel, and then we have this big board that says it's a wooden board, has Dinkota carved in it, and uh, you take the broadhead that you shot the deer with, hammer it in the wall, and then what else we got? We turn. We have a vortex light mm-hmm. um, that is right above our tv turn that light on Call and that the buck light the buck light so mm. it, it's, it's kind of like what you guys have when with we your, turn it red, red. Yeah. yeah yep um and then what else we got oh we have a we have a shot or a bottle of booze that always sits on this one shelf we call it the poop bottle the poop bottle <laughs> yeah because it it's the name of the game is by the nastiest shittiest oh. alcohol so we always call it the poop yeah. Okay. I remember you guys had a bottle of my, that moonshine I guys yeah. gave you guys. Yeah. You guys had it there forever. Yeah, that yeah. took a while to drink that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, the poop bottle. So then, yeah, whoever whoever shoots a buck has to take a drink out of the poop bottle along with everyone else in camp. Okay. And then you sign the bottle. When the bottle's cashed, whoever shot the buck that night has to buy a new bottle and they get to pick whatever... Oh, what, that's, what brand. that's awesome. So we have like a shelf that has, I don't know, it's probably got eight or ten bottles. Yeah. We go through about a bottle a season. That's pretty damn good work right there. Um but it, yeah, I mean we just just that's the, fun. the traditions and stuff you got there. What's the pretty sweet. You gotta do that stuff. Yeah, what's the worst bottle so far? Probably something you bought. Probably <laughs> I didn't buy I haven't <clears throat> bought one yet. There was Hawkeye a bottle vodka. of uh, <laughs> I was say, that's yes, the next bottle of vodka there. There was a bottle of like E and J's that was gross. Ir- Irk and jerk, man. That's like the yeah, cheapest brandy. It ever. was gross. Um, the, oh, the, never mind. I was gonna say something. About the that. last couple have been good. JP I just caught myself. Easy. JP bought a good bottle of something, and we finished that on one kill. And that's that's the point of the. Poop it was too is, good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't buy a good bottle on that. You don't shit. want it too good. I yeah. I mean, if I if I'm buying one, it's gonna be one that. People probably don't enjoy as much. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, Hawkeye. man. It's got to be the next bottle. Because that clear bottle. Ugh. Are they always in a clear you gotta, bottle? You gotta oh, pull it, oh, yeah. You got to pull it straight, though. That Hawkeye label hasn't changed in fucking 20 years. Since you were a freshman? Why yeah. would you change it? It's got everything it needs. <laughs> <laughs> it's got all the essentials. That's fun, man. Like, It makes you wonder if... I mean, of course we're doing it. Like, We grew up in a generation where hunting traditions are still alive, but... Is is that still getting carried on? It has to be, right? If we're doing it, maybe not. I don't know. You guys are starting that hunt camp tradition now. Like, that's what I had growing up. You yeah. know, we had a hunt camp and everything. Yeah, I mean, we had. Hunt, I mean, back in Wisconsin, your deer hunting tradition was huge. It's changed a lot since then, so it's pretty cool to go and do it in North Dakota or you know somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just. Like you guys have obviously seen it, hunting's evolved. You know, yeah. with you know the big buck craze. Mm-hmm. Do you like the state of hunting right now? I don't know. There's certain things I miss about it. Yeah, like growing up, um, Wisconsin in particular, like the fact that you can register your deer online anymore, or you know, it used to be back in the day, like opening day gun season, 
the thing to do was to go to the bar after dark and see what everybody shot. Mm -hmm. But now nobody has to take their deer to the bar to register them. So nobody goes. I mean, some people still go to the bar. Yeah. But traditions like that are what I miss. Yeah. Then that was the cool thing about shooting a buck is like, especially during gun season in Wisconsin, you go to the bar and if you shot something decent, the whole bar cleared out to come check it out. Yeah. And hear the story, you know, and that stuff. And right. Um, Wait, you could check your deer in at the bar? You had to? Yeah, you had to. Most of the registration stations in Wisconsin were at bars. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> oh, that's so hey, awesome. That's so listen, badass. Not surprised. Not surprised it's Wisconsin. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, and then, like, where I grew up, um, my mom's side of the family had a huge hunting hunting camp. So we, I would go there every every single year, and I mean there'd be twenty, thirty people. They'd have a big party, and opening weekend was just a huge shindig. Like it was just, just a giant deer camp. Yeah, I mean, and even that is fizzled out. You know. Now. So do you think? You know, we're talking hunting as the the culture. There's still a lot of people in the culture, but is it less? traditional is it less traditional of a culture and more of a trend culture now do you know what i'm saying yeah i i think because of some of the standards on the quality of deer that have to be shot nowadays traditions have taken a wayside Mm. yeah people rather go on their own yeah chase the there's more of an individual um accolade to deer hunting nowadays than what it used to be yeah it used to be a group effort like i mean yeah. when we grew like up people are less happy for the other guy yeah. when, a big when we grew up deer hunting i mean deer, wisconsin is still a party hunting state when it comes to gun season mm-hmm. people shot each other's bucks tagged each other's bucks um it, it just didn't really matter who shot what right and now it's it's such so, it's such an individual sport that mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. The tradition took a wayside. Yeah, I can see that. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, well, we've said this a handful of times. Big bucks bring out the worst in people. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's sad. It is sad. I think, do you think hunting culture trends have shifted? Is it social media? Is that the devil? Social media definitely doesn't help. Doesn't help. No. But we need, we all have them. Yeah. So it's like this weird thing. We're in the industry where we have to have them. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I've often, I've often said, if we didn't have a show, I wouldn't even have a social media. I account. definitely wouldn't. If we didn't, I always say, if we didn't have the podcast and marketplace, I wouldn't have Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Doug just got it for the bitches. <laughs> yeah, you need it for the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have. It. Yeah, you got. You need it. You gotta put yourself out there. You know. <laughs> How else are you gonna sell mustache wax? Yeah, right. That's right, dude. The hustle's real. <laughs> your boys out here. We sold four grind. No, we sold more than that. We didn't. We didn't. You well. didn't sell a lot in Ohio. Ohio is a state of mustaches, and that's just hey. a fact. We'll see. Wisconsin might be pretty good. Probably. Doug's making a commission on that. Hey, you get three dollars. <laughs> yeah, for every ten cans. We thought we'd be rich. <laughs> Wrong. When we Wrong. get guys in the booth this week, and we're going to pay him to go or just buy uh, more, more mustache wax that. than any of the other states. No, we'll just bring yeah. you like twenty cans. You guys sell, and you guys can have a cut of it. Hey, yeah. For, since we have to buy, pre-order our beer in Wisconsin, for every can of mustache wax. Come, that comes back to the breaking point. We'll have to deliver you guys like five beers. Okay. 
All right. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, don't tell them that. We're going to run out of beer. <laughs> I just want to sell some shit. <laughs> You're buying the beer. No, I'm not. Doug's had to spend his commission on beer <laughs> to it pay. Just evens out. Yeah. He just comes back. Yeah, no, just nothing. Broke. But no, I do enjoy that talk of like, what's changed? How do you guys feel about hunting? And I don't know. I always enjoy a different crew's like take on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because yep. it's a hot, it's an interesting conversation. There's normally a hot take in it, which is great to listen to. Yeah. Like well, I think a lot of it is, too. Like, I know between me and you, like, we grew up in that hunting camp style. You know, all your dad's buddies were around. Yeah. You know, for most of my dad's buddies, hunting wasn't even a thing. It was more about drinking beer. Drinking beer and playing cards, you know, at the end of the night. But Well, it's camaraderie. It's That's, it that's still culture of hunting, though. Yeah. But I, th- I don't think a lot of people, a, little, a lot of R.A., when we grew up with that, kids now don't have that. Yeah, like Michael said, though, like you didn't, no one even cared like who shot the biggest buck or what you shot. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of deer like, camps around anymore, yeah. where, like we grew up doing. Yeah, that, people are doing leases and all that now. And it's, that's the cool, the cool thing about where we hunt in North Dakota, though, is we were able to kind of recreate that. Yeah, yeah. hunting in North Dakota is still kind of a little bit of a blast in the past. I feel like is how stuff set up structurally mm-hmm. um so when we have guys in camp like it's just it's more of a group effort like no one gives a shit who shoots the biggest deer yeah or who sits what stand like we're all in it to see somebody succeed yeah right yeah i, I and i think i think we're kind of overlooking that for ourselves a little bit like that's what this is right now true i mean that's kind of why we started this because i mean we want to talk about deer hunting all year long and what excites me about it too is like, because I had like those hunting camp traditions, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, fuck, I mean, two of my biggest hunting influences growing up were my dad and Jim Burns. They passed away like a year apart from each other from the same shit, ironically, which is crazy. But, um, but yeah, I think about like things we did, you know, and that wasn't necessarily like we had set traditions. It was just being there on that week and hanging out and talking about the same shit and watching the same videos and oh, that. Yeah. But what's exciting, thank you, sir. What's exciting about it is like we have this place for when Hudson's older, Isla Man Clyde are older, all our kids. Like we can start doing it to where, okay, we, we're going to be old and boring and barely hanging on to the podcast. And we'll still be recording while they're starting fires in the alley. And that'll be the tradition. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like we'll have our own sets of traditions with what we have here as a hunting camp. You know? Absolutely. I hope. Right, and right. it'll be cool for the day when they can hop on the mic too. Yeah, and we can just sit there drunk. You know, <laughs> yeah, they can do <laughs> all the work. Yeah. <laughs> drive me home. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Passion. They want them to be passionate about it. <laughs> AKA sober and driving dad home. Yeah, we're fucked up, but uh, <laughs> that's what we do. But I don't know, man. I like that culture. Like, so you guys are thumbs up on like the state of hunting right now. The culture of hunting, I guess, would be. I'm right. I'm ooh, like in the middle. Ooh. Flirting with it. I don't know. I don't. You don't look into I, it. I don't look into it that far. <laughs> he just hunts. Smart. That's all he did. It's probably the smarter way to be, right? Yeah. I'm. I'm trying to be controversial. Yeah. I'm trying to get some stuff out of you. Yeah. And we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep going because your boy's gonna bring some stuff up. It's <laughs> <laughs> your boy. <laughs> Jesus. Doug hates it. Doug hates <laughs> when I get spicy. I think if you're looking at it as like the quality of hunting. It's a thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. But if you're looking at the tr- tradition of hunting, thumbs down. Yeah, for I, I think yeah, tradi- uh, yeah, 
for sure. I think it's just social, like social. There's a culture of hunting on social. Yeah. And that's back and forth every other minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I see things and I'm like, yeah, man, it's, it's everyone's good. Like even in our own Facebook group, like we can, yeah. you know, there's 20 some thousand people in there, but like most times it's good. Yeah. But then you get a dude in there. You're like, why are we even talking about what this? Are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> like, what the fuck the point? What's that? Like some some of the shit that some people bring up. Is oh like, right, why, right, right. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, it's like it's not needed, and mm-hmm. I think that's like the negative part of like hunting and socials, especially when it comes to like attacking industry people. Mm-hmm. Like we got blasted today for having Waddell on, right? Which I was almost like I love it a little bit. Like I wanted for this a to, legend for yeah, a legend, right? An OG, a true OG. But like when Eric shot the giraffe, part of me was like super hopeful that CNN was going to call. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was like, come on, let's do this yeah, shit. We had the clip on ties ready. Because we got our first, like, real dose of hate when Austin's buck got eaten by coyotes a couple years ago, which is, like, a complete legitimate just thing that happens, right? Yeah. But we got our first, like, real dose of, like, fuck them guys. And at first it was kind of like, ah. Well, that bothered us because it was for genuinely, like, something that everybody does in hunting that they know yeah, they, they should do, right? But the giraffe, I'm like... Let's you go. let that slip by. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Hey, we like. I almost want to repost it organically, like out of an episode. I mean, you can just fishing. It is absolutely amazing the stuff that people get upset about on social media. Because, like, there, like you just said, like there's some stuff that we've produced where you're like, you just think, well, someone's gonna throw a shit fit about this. So, or, you know, you're yeah. kind of on the fence on waiting for the comments. Yeah, waiting, waiting for it, and nothing, nothing happens. And then the stupidest thing you can put out. People will just take offense to. Really? Yeah. What's up? What's something people hate on you for? Turkey hunting, huge. Oh, like like reaping or something? Just style, style in general. Of turkey. Hunting. Everybody hates on everything turkey hunting though, right now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. I don't. I don't. I've never been able to understand it, but people get so fucking sensitive when it comes to turkey hunting. It's weird. Ten times more than deer hunting. What do you think it is? I think there's so many different ways you can hunt turkeys effectively, and people, like, if you don't do it how they do it specifically, you're not doing it the right way, and they get all butthurt about it. Yeah. I, yeah, but deer's the same way, kind of, but not as hardcore, which I think I would have thought deer hunting would be more hardcore if they don't agree with the tactic. Like, you don't see, I know what you're talking about, like, the, I know I know what you're saying, like you have the guys, they're like, if you're not doing it with a wing bone call and oh, yeah. no blind, no decoys, it's wrong. No matter what, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Which there's a pure, like a purist type of movement in turkey hunting. I, I would but say, but why turkeys? What's the deal? I have no idea. I don't get it. It's, because in deer hunting, you would think like the airbows, the crossbow seasons, the, I mean, fucking. It's something with I don't know. I think it's something with birds because you see it in waterfall hunting. You see it in pheasant hunting. Like oh really, just waterfall sty- too. Style, I, style of hunting. I feel like. But what's weird too on the same note though, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you, but the same note, no one really cares that much about birds. Like <laughs> yeah. like like well, anti hunters. Well, some people do. But yeah, but just like, not us. But I like, do. Yeah, but but like I guess but not what, like a level <laughs> of some people. But oh, what I'm yeah. getting at is like if. An anti-hunter sees a guy with a turkey and then Eric's ugly mug with a giraffe. The, he don't give a fuck about the, the anti-hunter doesn't care about the turkey. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's like whatever. It's a turkey. It's a turkey. It's like. It's a bird. But the giraffe. Fuck you. <laughs> Which no one you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone loved the giraffe. I mean. Do you even get one death threat? No. 
God, we failed. God. I, was, or, I was hoping hey, for one. We're at the repost it. I'm reposting That's it when you know week. when you made it is when you get the death threat. Yeah. I was hoping for at least one, but not one person. Everyone congratulated. We me. didn't post it when we were in South Africa. So I'm like, dude, you got to be home. You don't want yeah. someone to try to burn your house. Sure. You got some fucking 18 year old kid watch my house and someone comes there with a bazooka. <laughs> Sorry about it. But, well, yeah, I don't get I don't get what the deal is with it. You know? I've never been able to figure it out. And and like I said, it's within the last four or five years, it just seems to hmm. set set people off more than ever before. We don't get turkey hate until we podcast with Waddell. And I purposely always get him worked up about it. Because yeah. he just goes off the charts on it. Yeah. And then people are all like <laughs> get mad at him for whatever. It's like, all right, dude, the guy's killed more turkeys than everybody on Instagram, you know? It's like yeah. <laughs> And maybe that's why they hate on him because I don't I don't know. I don't get it either. I just thought it'd be fun to bring it up. I'm building up the the controversial Doug's dreaded topic. Giraffes. Giraffe? Yeah. <laughs> what bothers you guys? Like, what's something that you guys would like to see change or something you're just like, man, not a huge fan of? On, like, just in hunting in general? Anything. Man, I, I feel like we've already, like, touched on it. But, I like, think... just the social media hate, like... yeah. Be happy for other hunters. Like, we don't got to talk about this. I'm just, I'm trying to get controversial. I think the <laughs> the whole self cell camera controversy right now. It's like who gives a shit? Yeah, because Kansas just banned public land. Yeah, yeah. trail cam- cell trail, cams trail, or trail cams? trail cameras in general. In general, they banned. I want to say it was cell cams yeah. on public a few years ago, and now they ban trail cameras in general. Hmm. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, don't I don't like it at all because it's, it's it's one more thing they're taking away from us, and you know where's it going to stop? That's yeah, a healthy way to look at point. it. I yep. think the thing that frust, frust, frustrates me is we're taking it away from ourselves, for sure. Like for when sure. you look at some of these things we're regulating, whether it be turkey hunting, deer hunting, you name it, we're regulating ourselves. I mean, yes, we need to do that from a conservation standpoint, but sometimes I feel like we're over regulating ourselves because. People online, yeah. or you name it, take offense to a certain way you hunt. Yeah, I yeah, like I know we could go down the crossbow, yeah, avenue, yeah. but right, right. Myself personally, I not I don't really care to hunt with a crossbow. I see the benefits for some people. I feel like there should be different sorts of regulations and season dates for them. Agreed. But I'm not going to sit and shit on somebody about how they hunt. Like, right. if you want to hunt with a crossbow, hunt with a crossbow and yeah, do your thing. As long as you do it the way it's regulated properly, then do it. Then yeah, then you can't it. really be mad at them for it. Yeah. Agreed. I do agree with that. I don't get – we've talked about this a handful of times. It's almost like it's embarrassing how much time some of the people put – go out of their way to bash for, like, a tactic – when they could just be bashing complete wrongdoing, mm-hmm. like a different tactic is not a wrongdoing if it's legal, but there's people out there completely fucking the system mm-hmm. and it's like, and you don't hear about them. And you don't hear yeah. about it. Like I know dudes that work for huge companies that openly poached and people are still buying from them and shit. It's like, that's the stuff that needs to be put on blast. Not Oh, he likes to use a decoy or not a and decoy. And you're blasting me because I grunted at the wrong time. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Eric likes to use a bleak call from time to time <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and shoot a giraffe, which <laughs> is completely legal. Arrest him. 
you know? (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm with you. Yeah. It's fun to talk about from time to time. But like the hate pages, man, like some of them early on, I respected the mission because it wasn't a hate page. It was a call out page for people doing the wrong thing. Keep people in check. Keep people in check because there there needs to be some sort of like social policing. But now Mm -hmm. it's just they're just hate pages to hate. And I have said it before. When you try to end industry, you end. If you try to end hunting industry, you end hunting. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think I don't know if those guys think about that or not. And, and if you look at a lot of the hate pages online right now, like they did, they started off with good intentions, mm-hmm. and now they've grown to the point where they want to get as much attention as possible, and they want they're running out of things to talk about, so they're just trying to shit on. They're as much almost stuff. becoming the things they shit on. Exactly. You know, it's like, hey, hey, bitch, you're doing the same shit. If someone like, here's the thing. If we kill a big deer and we do a podcast on it, yes, we're promoting our brand. We're promoting what we did. We're proud of this big buck. Great thing for us. We are a long-form conversation. We can talk about every detail. Like, If something shady goes on, we talk through it, right? That's a benefit to our platform. But it's like, yes, we benefit from the attention of the big buck and the post and the episode and all that, too. But then they might have something shitty. They're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But in, in a negative light. Right. Yeah. You know, but... that. Your podcast with Austin on his buck, like, just pissed me off when people were hating on that. Because, I mean, he, if you if you hear his situation out, he did the right thing. That's what... 100%. Dude, I felt so bad I would have him. done the exact same thing he did. I think 9 out of 10 hunters would have done the same thing. Yeah. Bow hunters. Yeah. And I think everybody that hated on him... Here's... I think they were more mad that they'll never be in the situation he was in than actually mad at him for the situation That's he was in. That's all it is. Right. Joe Rogan hit him up. Like, that's the fucking craziest thing. Right. It's on Joe Rogan's desk in 12 hours. It's like, and I just love the end because Austin's so humble. He just reads off his fucking, <laughs> like his career. Well, and he's so humble. That's why he felt bad about it because so, so many people were getting shit about it. It's like, yeah, and he sl- felt bad. He was up all night, dude. He did not sleep that night because you know, he there just, was so much shade thrown at him and he could not, literally could not sleep because he's he questioned if he did the right thing or not. Yeah, he 100% did. Austin actually got rid of all his socials. Yep. He still has the accounts. He just deleted everything off his phone. Yep. Which, hey, I don't blame him. Good for him. You know? He's an OG, dude. You don't need <laughs> you don't need Instagram. We'll post for him. You know? <laughs> Top three women hunters in the game. What's up, Doug? <laughs> Are we starting with Doug? No. Let's go around the table. No, I'm talking to them. I'm asking them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my gateway. We're like gonna... killers? Killers. Melissa Bachman. Is awesome. Nicole Reeve and Tiffany Lukoski. Mm-hmm. What's cool about Tiffany, OG hot chick of the game, and a killer. Yep. Do you guys have any women on your team? Mike's wife hunt, yeah. hunts with us a little bit, but yeah. other than that, a couple of the other guys' wives hunt a little bit, but not. Wives, yeah. daughters. I mean, that's cool. Stuff like that. That's cool. It's just, um, it's, it's, a, it's a fun conversation. It's overplayed, but. Dude, you remember Tiffany getting close? I was telling, I'd explain to Dakota the what Tiffany Lukoski did in the industry as a chick and a killer. My buddy Dakota's a non-hunter, so I kind of had to give him like, non-hunter sounds weird. He's not into hunting. He doesn't hunt. I don't know. Non-hunter? Non-hunter, sure. So I was like, cool, I got to explain to him like when I was younger, when like, because getting close was her first show, right? Yep, yep. Like how she was like the babe. 
and then they killed big bucks, which just like flipped the industry on its face for like couples that hunted. Yep. Do you remember? Were you yeah, around for yeah. that? Did you watch all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, just t- Tiffany, bless her heart, man. Yep. Killing it. Doug, who's your favorite? You guys totally forgot about the original OG lady in the hunt. Are you going with Vicky? Oh, yeah. Oh, Vicky. Vicky Ciancerillo. She's awesome. You know, here's a funny backstory. My buddy Jim Burns, rest in peace, always, always was like, Vicky, she's got the nicest ass. (laughs) (laughs) When was this? Years ago. So uh, I grew up hunting with Jim. uh, Jim and my dad were like my two main influences. And Jim was just like a heavier set guy, always happy, always having fun, like laugh, like would laugh uncontrollably, belly laugh. And then it was just, even if it wasn't that funny, he laughed so hard that we all just started laughing with yeah. him. And that's just all I remember is like, ah, Vicky, they're all, Ralph and Vicky were the shit we watched them all the time growing up. It's like, ah, oh, they're awesome. Vicky, sure, her ass is so nice. He just always com- commented on her ass. I'm like, I never, I never even thought to look at her ass, you know? Like, but that's funny, you know? It's like old Jim Burns for you. But that's, that's like what I remember is like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess Jim Burns is into that thing. But Vicky is the, remember that buck she killed in that early big, 2000s? Was it like a two? Colorado was. It was it? the biggest. It was it Colorado. Was, yeah, it was like the Colorado. biggest bull. It's like a 204. Kill from a female at the time. On video. On video. Which is crazy. That was Colorado. Like Eastern Colorado. I'm almost yeah. positive it was Colorado. It was Colorado, 100%. It was like in a pasture. It's on Monster Bucks. Yeah, it's a sick hunt. Yeah, I wonder if I can look it up. Oh, yeah, it'll be on there. Sion. No, V. It starts with a V. Their last name doesn't? No, no, no. no, no. C-I-A. It's like Italian. Spell it like it's Italian. There you go. They live not far from us. There you go, Ralph. 203 Colorado Whitetail. Oh, yeah. That's a sick hunt. We had them on the podcast a couple years ago, and they were awesome. Yeah, look at that thing. Ralph's so funny. That's got to be way eastern Colorado, huh? Her the deer's emo- got to be so massive to be 209. Sheesh. Like, her emotion <laughs> after the shot was... Because it's pretty much a mainframe 10. Oh, look at him. All hunched up. Oh, blood He's up the nose already. He's hurting. Oh. His frame looked a lot like your buck you shot this year. Yeah, he's very similar. Wow, I wonder where they're at. This is awesome emotion. She's awesome, dude. God, she looks uh, so young there. Yeah. How old? What year did it? I'll have to look and is? see. Um, I'll have to look. I just waited 45 minutes. It's got to be the, like... Around 2000. Say early yeah, I'd say 03, 04. Best banter in a couple in the game. Oh, for Ralph sure. and Vicky has the best banter. This is where he started to sag out. I grew up shooting Hoyt, so they're like one of my people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just like. I did too. Just like you paid attention to the people that shot the same stuff you shot. I bought my Hoyt back when they shot Hoyt. Waddell. Well, what, what was your first Hoyt? Do you remember? Hoyt X Tech. Oh, you had an X. I had a, so I had a Hoyt Ultra Sport 
and right then I, I got a used Hoy X-Tech. My dad bought me one off of uh, was it eBay. Al- was it Ultra before or after the X-Tech? I think the year before, but I ended up getting it like a few years later, and the X-Tech was like a couple years yeah. old when I got it, you know? Still to this day, it's like my number three favorite bow. I, I got rid of mine, and I regret it. Yeah, my dad had a V-Tech. I shot my first buck with that bow, my first turkey with that bow, first antelope. You still have it? Oh, yeah. I, I, I still got mine. Look at that thing, look at man. That thing, Jesus. You had an X-Tech 2, Doug? Uh, Ultra Sport. Oh, I wish still I still had it. mine, man. That's a hammer. Monster. Do you still have every bow that you've owned? Uh, except one. I'm jealous. I have my first two. I got mine PSC Nova and then my X-Tech. That was my very first bow was a PSC Nova. Let's see when this thing... When this. I missed a lot of deer with that bow. Huh, originally aired on Monster Bucks. <laughs> I can't. But you killed a lot too. Four, fourteen. <laughs> no. Not as many as I missed. Right, that's fourteen. Right. XV. Uh, that's 15. 15. 15. 15. Man, really? That, that late? When did Monster Bucks fifteen come out? I remember getting Monster Bucks yeah, ten. That's, for... old, that's old. Like that's, Google it. I don't know how many there are. Now, what year but... Monster Bucks fifteen? So it'd be the film the year prior. So monster bugs, right there. Oh come on! You can get it for four twenty nine right now. Release. <laughs> Scroll down. It says release. No, it just says the. Yeah. Oh, release date. Oh, January one. All right, we, we gotta have find that it. one at camp. Well, I have it here in a. a I've got like all of them. A bin. Yeah, at our deer camp, we have like every jury DVD, every Monster Bucks DVD. Dude, yeah, I have seven. Oh seven. Oh seven. So so oh six, they would have shot it. Yeah, so I would have been. Ish. I shot an X Tech at the time. That was your graduate high school, which would have been when I had my Hoyt X Tech. See, I had that. I had the X Tech, and I loved it, and that was like one of my. It was like my first like. Badass bow, I thought. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And like I, I went from my PSE Nova shooting like from twenty to twenty five yards with a six inch drop to my X Tech, which was like a two inch drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. I, I wish I still had it, man. I got rid of all those bows. Like I, I at the time, I got rid of them to buy the next one because I didn't have the money to just go buy a new bow. You know what I mean? So, and then I bought a Hoyt. My first bow I bought with my own money. I shot that X Tech until I graduated. I bought a a, a Hoyt Maxis thirty one. Because so I remember Ralph and Vicky were in the Maxis thirty one, one of the Maxis thirty one commercials talking, and it was like the first like past parallel limbos. And I'm like, oh hell yeah, you gotta have that. Yeah, it was my thing. I bought it from uh, well, it was R and R when they were in Clinton. Yep, I bought it from them. So I was like, oh yeah, look at this thing. I still, I still, I do still have that bow. I printed out. Uh, decals. It was like my name in cursive and put them on the limbs. I made my own like edition <laughs> bow. I was so proud of it. That's why I never got rid of it. You ever shoot them like your old bows? I'm scared to shoot it because it's been sitting so long. I shot mine like three or four years ago and it's like eye opening. Like vibration. When I shot my X Tech, because I thought that bow was just the shit when I had it. <laughs> the cat's there. ass. <laughs> and you compare it to like the bows nowadays and you're like, wow. Oof. They just <laughs> rattle your arm. Huge difference. Like, I mean, just the back wall on the bows nowadays compared yeah. to them. I had, I got my dad's old Hoyt in the bedroom here. I had to get it out and sleep. He put a new string on it before he passed away, which I'm like, Dad, 
hang that thing up, man. You're not going to shoot that thing anymore. You got a new bow. He's like, I might want to get it out. I'm like, you won't. You won't. <laughs> when you get that new, because he, he got an elite. I'm like, once you get that bow, you're not going to want to shoot that old bow anymore. But it's cool. It's sitting there with a neon green brand new string on it. All right. I should get it up and shoot it just for the shit, shits and gigs. But, um, Doug, you name your top three worst Instagram hunters. <laughs> That are women. Worst. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Just straight putting Doug on blast <laughs> to get in trouble. Pass. Well, what do we miss, boys? I don't want to miss anything on, on the breaking point. I want to make sure we turn over every stone there for you. Or, or if we don't, it's an excuse to come back in. I guess anybody that's not familiar with who we are or what we're doing, you know, YouTube's probably the best place to find our content. We've got probably over 500 videos on there. It's impressive. Um, like we <clears throat> kind of mentioned earlier. Our season 10 um, drop will be this summer, um, starting in August, kind of fizzling out throughout the entire fall. And then uh, we also produce a, a mini-series with turkey hunting called Breaking Spring. Um, we are in the process of dropping season 9 as we speak. Um, new episode hits the channel every week. And uh, we got the semi-live show that is comes out every Monday all year long, just kind of building that story throughout the year where we're at, what we're doing throughout the year, whether it's shed hunting, turkey hunting, planting food plots, all that shit, pretty Everything. much what we're doing throughout the year. Um, awesome. So a lot yeah. of content on the YouTube channel. And uh, and the lives. We and, the yeah, the rut lives that Mike talked about, that was something we dabbled in last year, and I feel like we got it pretty dialed in by the end of the season. And uh, that is, uh, we'll have three or four live units in the field. Um, I guess the best thing to kind of relate it to is if anyone's ever watched like Bassmaster Live on Fox Sports, mm -hmm. um, we have live units in the field streaming our hunts live as they're happening. And that's awesome. We, no kidding. We actually killed two bucks last year. We killed two bucks on the live really? last year, and then we Man. got two in studio hosts that kind of narrate or. They host the entire event, so it kind of there isn't any downtime on the events. It's not just guys sitting out in the woods, right? Right. So it's there's always action packed, and a lot of the great companies that we work with, um, we were able to give you know two three thousand dollars worth of gear away every every time we did a live stream. So it's uh, we we try to give back to the people that are tuning in and watching. So That's awesome. awesome. When, those, when did those start? We ran those last year uh, from mid October until mid November, mm -hmm. mid to late November. We Damn. might switch it up this year. We might do. Uh, we might do an opener. We, we've been talking about maybe doing a North Dakota opener live. Mm -hmm. um, now that, like, we kind of used it last year as a, the the preseason in North Dakota and, like, in late September as kind of a testing ground for us with it, trying mm -hmm. to work out some of the kinks. But now that we got stuff kind of figured out more, um, we thought it'd be maybe fun to do, like, North Dakota, we usually have, like, four or five guys hunting opening day. Yeah. So it'd be kind of a a cool time to have live unit streaming. Damn. Um, I can't imagine trying to like, it's a lot. That. It is. So we're using like road, like, or, um, uh, freaking live video switchers and shit in the field to the studio and all that. Like that's gotta be mm -hmm. daunting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's when, when we, it's gotta be, when it's, we, fucking it's gotta mess. be. <laughs> so I, we, we do work on the bass fishing industry mm -hmm. and, I went to one of the events a couple of years ago, and that's kind of where I got to see what those guys do and the, with the live when they're streaming live in the field. And mm -hmm. It kind of just sparked the idea for me, like, why isn't anyone doing this in the hunting industry? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that that kind of got it going, and like trying to figure out learning what we had to do. 
and realized it was a lot more than what <laughs> I thought. Oh, man. And, um, I mean, it's a pretty hefty investment to do all that, but I mean, it was, it was a cool experience to get it off, off and rolling this year. And yeah. we're just hoping to expand off it, um, going, going into this fall. So the well, cool, cool, the cool awesome. thing for me was last year when Hunter killed his buck on the live, like we were hunting in Illinois and our service was shit. And when we're recording on those live units, we kind of have our phones on silence for the most part. Cause we don't want there. We don't want to be in front of the live unit, like sitting on our on our phone, swiping Tinder, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, after, after Hunter killed, like we were getting ready, we shut our live unit down. We're getting ready to get out of the tree, and I open my phone, and there's just messages like rolling in, like "Holy shit, Hunter just shot a nice buck on the live!" Like that was fucking awesome. Uh huh. It's I'm pretty, like holy fuck. It's pretty cool because we have like so we have a Snapchat group for the live, and we utilize it to kind of keep shit organized while stuff's going on mm-hmm. and when someone would shoot one like everyone would just freak out on the, <laughs> on the snapchat group that's awesome man yeah nobody else is doing anything like that that i'm aware of in that fashion right yeah. no no one in the hunting industry it's badass dude that's awesome. that awesome kudos to you for like yeah seeing that opening and going for it that's what, like that's what's refreshing doing like real original content that's like there's just so much of everyone's trying to do the same shit. It's such more raw emotion too, like w- yeah. with that than like it's and, just real. And, yeah. If you fuck up, everyone sees it. Like, God, like the you, pressure. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I don't want to we'll, be that guy. We'll put one of them on later. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool to see yeah. when it all goes down. Like, and, and you're watching it. It's just like, holy shit, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like you, <laughs> you even hear it in the producer, like the guys that are doing the um, commentary for the show, like. Uh-huh. You can just so there's a commentary this. going on while the hunts there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh damn, it's wow. like Joe Rogan and freaking yeah. Daniel Cormier commentating a, a hunt. Yeah, no oh, shit. That's crazy. Like I last I year, that. like Spitzley and them, he's one of the guys in the studio running the thing, and they could hear the buck that was gonna that was walking through like crunchy through the leaves, and you could hear him. He's like, oh shit, someone's got a deer on him. And then the deer steps out, and they're like, oh, fuck, that's a nice buck. And walks out, and they're like, holy shit, this is going to happen. And all of a sudden, Hunter just sticks them. And they, so you guys they can't hear the commentary out. in the field? No. no. Good thing. No. Yeah. But the commentary is live as a video shooting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> holy How did we miss this? I don't know. You guys got to do better at marketing. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're hunting. Tough crowd. That's why we didn't see it, because we're hunting, too. I'm joking with you guys. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's incredible. Yeah, it's well. Now that at fun. least our audience that didn't see it will know. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean for sure. And then you can go back. So those when those go up, they stay up. They live on the channel. Yeah, they yeah. live on the channel. They're on our YouTube still. So if anyone wants to go check them out and see what they're about, I'm gonna go have take a, a little look. mount in the tree that screws in the tree for my phone so I can watch you guys live. I'm you high. would you would not believe the amount of people like I. That was my biggest fear when we did this. It's like well, because we're doing we aired them on Saturdays because it just worked out with guys on the crew. Yeah. You know, we could get more people doing it in the field because, I mean, essentially you need eight people to commit to this plus two hosts. So it just worked out better to do it on Saturday. Well, yeah. most people are doing their hunting on Saturday. No. So my, my biggest fear was we weren't going to get the attention, Yeah, you know, but I was so shocked the amount of people that are like, dude, I watched you shoot that buck in the tree. Like <laughs> I was awesome. watching it on my phone. It's like. 
I would not be watching my freaking phone. <laughs> yeah, they're like sitting there, like people commenting, like this is the coolest shit. Like I'm sitting in a tree watching you guys sit in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> See, that is cool. But you'd be surprised, man. Like there's a lot of guys listening to podcasts while they hunt. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it either. But dude, I don't know. That's badass. You guys have really turned over something else. Watch a bunch of people try doing it now. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah. also maybe not because. The hassle and the investment that it takes to coordinate that. Yeah, it's a big investment. And it probably takes a lot of know-how to run the equipment to do that. Takes, yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest when Mike and, pitched, and I wouldn't even say we have it all down pat yet. I mean, there's a lot of kinks. Every, there's always stuff going on every show that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and I can't take credit for a lot. I mean, Scott, um, one of the guys that helps out with some of our production stuff, he kind of took that project by the horns. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I really over was just kind of the overseer of it, mm-hmm. um, and did a lot of the testing work with him. So he 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 gets a lot of the credit for that's awesome. What I mean, what it's turned into it was. So anybody that wants to intern with you guys has got some work ahead of them. Yeah, and we actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, one of the you know we we're talking kind of about what we got going on this year, but uh, with the interns, we got kind of we haven't really announced anything on it yet, but we're. We got something in store for, for those guys too. Cool. Something, something for the channel that will be kind of their thing. Mm. And that, they're gonna have to young whipper whippersnappers in there. Ooh. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. I like that. Be paying attention to the YouTubes. Yep. That's exciting, man. You guys yeah, are doing a lot of cool awesome. stuff. Yep. I think a lot this, of stuff. This fall we would be airing. One, two, three. I mean. Peak peak fall October we'll be airing like five shows a week. Damn, that's hustling. How that's hustling, boy. That's impressive. That's got to be more content than anyone in the game, right? I don't know. I feel like juries are right there. I mean, I I guess I don't know what they drop every week, but they do turn and burn. They yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's I mean, impressive. but them and but I can, them and the THP guys. I mean, they're it's a full out grind. Yeah, it's for yeah them too. Yeah, mad respect for everyone who's doing that level, that quality and that level of content. Yeah, Midwest Whitetail, too. I mean, they're they're right at the top. There's a lot of real good dudes in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is. Mad respect to you guys, man. Yeah, congratulations on all the success, too, yeah, and, and 10 seasons. You, you too, man. I mean, Thank you. Like I said before. This is awesome, what you guys have built. This is fucking sweet. Thanks, man. Well, yeah. we, we appreciate you guys taking the time out of, obviously, your busy schedules to come see us in person to, to basically just take – what quality this could have been over the phone or over a Zoom call to make it just that much better for us. So yeah, in person. So yeah. shout out to you guys for making the drive and the commitment to doing this for us. So And we're not that far, so whenever you want to do it again, yeah. we'll be here. This was fun. Don't leave your spitter in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for putting up with my dark jokes and me trying to get Doug to and the shenanigans. make pussy jokes on the podcast or whatever. He stood his ground. I was impressed. I'm a there. good boy. I no, you're not. <laughs> Why don't you say what you said before the podcast started? I can't. Why? <laughs> be, be real with the people, dude. I didn't say anything. You're you dishonest. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to do, you guys do like after hours at all? Working class after so, hours? So we're just gonna, like uncuffed. We used to do like yeah, the third shift we're files. Gonna do a, that? Yeah, we're going to do a thing called the third shift files. But but then we just, we do that anyway, though. Like if I just, I mean, we'll do like Patreon lives. Mm-hmm. We'll do, and we just will answer. I mean, we'll talk about anything on Patreon live, but it's uh, we just talk about really anything anyway. 
Yeah. You know. So it's just to do a third shift file is to talk about anything we would anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes I'll I'll just make sinister, just off the wall jokes and just get a rise out of the audience. It's entertaining. Yeah. Like I'm so sarcastic to fault sometimes. Like like on the podcast that launches this week that we're gonna air, I made a joke. And no one backed me up. They just backed off from me and let me tread in deep water. And it didn't go over well. It's entertaining. I thought it was funny, and I stand by that. <laughs> so we had a DNR officer on. Shout out to Brandon. Great dude. He said something about, oh, yeah, I'm in this program to get more people into hunting or whatever. And and you guys were like, oh, yeah, I'd take a buddy and get him into hunting. I'm like, dude, I'll take a friend once. But, like, fuck you, pussy. Like, figure it out after that. Like, <laughs> I ain't holding your hand. You know what I mean? It's like, we got enough people hunting. And no one laughed at all. And they just stared at me like I was the darkest, <laughs> meanest dude in the game. But you know what? I stand by it. I I agree with you. Thanks, I mean, man. I, I think you got to get people into hunting. But at some point, you got to take the, take the gloves off and let them... Learn by their mistakes. Figure it out. That's how, I mean, you're going to be into it and be passionate about it or you're not. I mean, I, I bow hunted for shit, eight, 10 years before I shot my first buck. It's a grind, man. It's hard for a reason. Yep. Also, you season some states, you can hunt till you're like 18 and you season. The fuck are we doing? <laughs> I didn't know there was a youth season. That's I'm like, Dad, wild. you shorted me, bro. <laughs> I didn't know there was either. You know what I mean? Besides duck hunt, and that was it. Yeah. It's like, let's get her together. I don't know. Plus, I just say shit to get a rise out of people. Like, I know Doug doesn't like to talk about certain things, so I'll purposely bring it up. touch on things to just get spicy. Doug, Doug, Doug really likes huntresses. No, no. He thinks there's a lot of like really ones out there that are killing it on their own. Like wife potential? No, they're doing great. <laughs> a lot of good hunters. <laughs> Doug, in your opinion, what percent of girls that have Instagram accounts that are hunters, what percent of them are legit? Like could go off on a new piece and kill a mature buck with a bow. Give me a percentage. What do you think? <laughs> Every time Doug gets nervous, he touches his mustache. <laughs> I don't know, like 30% maybe. <laughs> you say on. like three. For real. I just say 2%. <laughs> Why don't you say what you said before the podcast? No, I won't. <laughs> 30% final answer. Yeah, yeah I'm stuck I said that. 30%. It could be 30%. <laughs> I would say all the girls that listen to this podcast, I feel like are legit. Do you want to phone a friend? And that's not me just kidding. 30, 30% is pretty good. because if you go I one, one out of every 10 hunters, is it? Kills a buck? Three. Is that three is, is that a statistic? Really? That's what I've always heard. Ten percent. So yeah, I guess like you're if you look at like Colorado over the huh? county, you're giving them a lot of credit. I believe in them. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time to go. I just I'm I just, believe it. I'm just trying to get Doug in trouble. Is all I'm doing by him saying something he doesn't believe or maybe not believe in. Thanks for coming on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You guys got anything to close with? Where can people find you? Um, We're all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. Like I said, all of our video content's on YouTube. We do have our own Roku channel. Um, That's badass. We air on Waypoint. Waypoint TV. We air on uh, Wild TV, Wild TV Plus. Uh, Isn't that Canadian? Yeah. Yep. 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 Great people. Yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah. 
our reviews are our, our numbers in Canada mm-hmm. are actually pretty good. People must Canada loves us. I guess we're just talking to someone at Iowa that's got insane views on the same network. Said yeah. like Canada's wild. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We're everywhere. Check it out. The breaking point. I like it. You guys doing a killer job. Congratulations on all the success. Doug, do you have any last words? We'll see you in three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Yep. See you in three days, and congrats on your 10th uh, season. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that's, it. Congrats that's awesome. You guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank this you. was fun. Anything? You got anything? I'm happy. This was a good time. Okay. That's well, it. Glad right. you guys made it down. Appreciate it a ton. Thanks for having us. Go shoot your bow. That's it. Later. Later.